Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode 131, where we're talking free agency once again. Uh, Last week, the podcast was on what I called free agency winners, uh, teams that improved their players' Dynasty value during free agency. And this week, I'm going to talk about free agency losers. The teams that I list here um, doesn't mean that they're losers in the sense that they've not improved their NFL teams in free agency, but the moves that they've made may have hurt the dynasty value of players on their teams, which is what dynasty freaks really care about during free agency, apart from maybe the team that you support most. So we did seven last week, seven winners. I'm going to talk about seven uh, losers uh, this week. So we'll start with the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions signed Terrell Williams and Brashad Perriman while letting go Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Pretty bad trade, pretty bad, bad big difference there. I think that William and Perriman's dynasty stock deserves a slight rise uh, since they appear to be Goff's only proven wide receiver targets. But they only rise in value because their value was rock bottom. Williams and Perriman are actually on the waiver wire in many of my leagues where you can't add them. In the leagues where you could add them, they were added uh, during this last week of free agency. Uh, so they were pretty much rock bottom. So yes, you can say that they rose, but not that much. Not that much. Uh, the Lions are sure to draft a wide receiver early in the NFL draft, who will quickly become the team's best wide receiver. And then the Lions tight end, TJ Hawkinson, is likely to be the team's leading pass catcher alongside whoever they select in the first round or second round of the NFL draft at wide receiver. I really believe they'll do that. And then the, Detroit is just in full rebuild mode right now. So this is going to be one of the worst NFL teams next year and a very low-scoring offense, I believe. I think the new coaching staff actually would like to run the ball more than most teams, but Jamal Williams' addition in free agency made the backfield backfield even muddier, depressing the dynasty value and breakout hopes of DeAndre Swift. Uh, Williams is a very, very proven and reliable running back, and I think that he will eat into Swift's time in the backfield, crushing the hopes that dynasty managers really thought that Swift would rule this backfield this next year. He really deserves to do so, but now Williams messes that up quite a bit. I think, too, the addition of Williams plunges on Johnson's dynasty value to its lowest point yet, which makes me sad because I was a very big Johnson truther. I think the only thing that could re- revive uh, Johnson's dynasty value at this point would be for the Lions to cut him or trade him, which very well uh, could happen. TJ Hawkinson is really the only Lions player that... They didn't have his dynasty stock move. I mean, it stayed really steady through all of this just because he is going to be targeted like crazy, and he is an awesome player. He's a top five uh, tight end. I forgot to look at mine, but I think I have him as my fourth uh, tight end right now as well. So he's the only one that stayed the same. But other than that, the down look is pretty bad for all the Lions, uh, even when they made all these moves in free agency. Second team would be the Patriots. The Patriots are losers, I think. Uh, They definitely went wild in free agency. They brought along 18 players already, and the two best tight ends in the market, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. I think the Patriots plan to run 12 personnel a lot next season, which is fun to watch, 
and it will be, but it will be little benefit of little benefit to dynasty managers. Uh, Smith and Henry will be on the field a lot together. I think Henry, I think, is a better in-line tight end, while Smith's going to be more of a move tight end. And if the Patriots can bring back the short but glorious days of Rob Gronkowski and yes, we'll say his name, Aaron Hernandez, perhaps Henry and Smith can see their dynasty value soar. But I just don't believe that's going to be the case. I really moved Smith and Henry down on my dynasty rankings. I was actually in negotiations for, for a trade with Henry, and this put to a complete halt once he went to New England after Johnny Smith was signed there. That's a tight end position, but then they also signed Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, and are there rumored to be shopping Nikhil Harry. Man, Aguilar really saw his dynasty value finally get on the rise again after his breakout season in Las Vegas last year. Uh, but this move to New England caused his value to fall again, in my opinion. Cam Newton's not the right quarterback to help Aguilar continue to do what he did best last year, which was to, to go deep. The addition of uh, four pass catchers to New England really muddies it. And when you got, you've got Aguilar, Bourne, Gron or, um, Henry, and Smith, add all of them together. And I th just think it's going to really muddy the waters. It's really too unclear who, if anyone, I don't know if anyone will actually be by far and away, Cam's primary target. I really want nothing to do with this offense, with a small exception for Damian Harris. Um, I continue to believe that he's better than Sony Michelle. I've said that for the last couple of years. I think maybe the increased 12 personnel formations could lead to a stronger focus on the running game, really allowing Harris to build upon his pretty compelling sophomore season. Uh, hopefully his third year will really see him come to prominence. Third team that I think is a loser uh, from a dynasty perspective is the Jaguars. Uh, First-year head coach uh, Urban Meyer was very busy during the free agency period as well, signing 15 players so far. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville did make some very quality moves to increase depth on their team. But as dynasty managers, we do not welcome depth. We want a narrow, narrow way for our players. And that they added uh, Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew, and Philip Dorsett to their wide receiver depth chart. And that's uh, very eager. They're very eager to catch what we assume to be Trevor Lawrence passes. Um, I'm assuming they're going to draft with the first pick in the NFL draft like everyone else believes. I really doubt that Agnew or Dorsett will see much playing time, but Marvin Jones, oh man, he's going to cut into the opportunities for DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, uh, the two players that Dynasty managers were actually most excited about coming into this new season. I know I traded a first-round pick for Chenault just knowing that they would get Lawrence and he would be paired up with him. And so this uh, Jones signing is, does not make me too happy. I do think Jacksonville's going to install a new offense, obviously, and this year, and they uh, hired Daryl Bevel to be the offensive coordinator. And Bevel coached Jones and Agnew in Detroit and knew both could grasp the new offense quickly while Chark and Chenault, they're going to be the ones that have a learning curve in this offense. I do believe that Jones, Chark, and Chenault will start in the 11 personnel sets, and Chenault will likely be the, the slot what I'm really unsure about, though, is who, who is Lawrence going to target the most? Who is he going to find a connection with? That's going to be the problem. Uh, before free agency, um, I liked that the passing game looked, re looked to be really narrow with Chenault and Chark leading the way. I even had some hopes of Colin Johnson getting more playing time. But Jones adds quality competition for targets. I didn't move uh, Chenault or Chark down in my dynasty rankings too far after Jones signed with Jacksonville since... They are, you know, the much younger players since Jones is 31. They're much younger, and they're going to have more years to grow with Lawrence as the quarterback. But I was discouraged to see that now they have that competition. It was pretty frustrating from a receiver standpoint. And then there's James Robinson. Uh, he was the most traded player in all of my leagues last year. 
by far because managers didn't know what to do, whether, whether they should uh, buy in to an undrafted free agent on a team uh, that has a new coaching staff that didn't, didn't well, let's dra say draft him, didn't recruit him as a UDFA to come to their team. And then they made this move this week where Jacksonville brought in a little competition for Robinson when they signed Carlos Hyde, who's really a reliable backup. He's capable of cutting into the incredibly high snap counts that Robinson enjoyed last year. I didn't dock uh, Robinson's dynasty rankings too much because of this move, but it does affect his value just a little bit. Overall, I just feel like Jacksonville didn't kill their dynasty players' values, but they certainly didn't increase them with the depth that they added. Thus, I would call them another loser. Perhaps the biggest loser, I would call the Raiders. Uh, man, the Raiders dealt dynasty managers, perhaps the most severe blow in free agency this last year uh, when they signed Kenyon Drake to a two-year uh, two contract. They also signed Theo Riddick to a one-year contract. Man, it's like, it's like they don't believe that Josh Jacobs can be an every-down back, and they also don't trust him in the passing game, which is one of the things that he did best in college. This just makes no sense. Uh, Jake, Jacobs' dynasty value took a significant hit last week, in my opinion. The Raiders also lost offensive linemen in free agency, and they traded their center to Arizona, causing the offensive line to suffer after being really a strength of their team last year. On the receiving front, they added John Brown to fill the hole that was left by Nelson Aguilar when he signed with New England. I think dynasty managers really wanted that hole, I know I did, to be filled by increased playing time and targets for the sophomore wide receivers, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. A Brown signing really dampens that hope. Ruggs definitely established a role in the offense last year, but Edwards' injuries really prevented him from carving out a role for himself. I was really excited to see Edwards get more opportunities, especially after Aguilar went away in free agency. I think he's still going to get a chance, but now he's going to have a lot more competition now that Brown is there. And so that was really uh, depressing from a hope in Ed Edwards' standpoint. Of course, add all that, the fact that Darren Wall is the team's top target. The Raiders' free agency move confused a lot of NFL fans, but they really infuriated uh, dynasty managers, really taking a big hit to Jacob's um, dynasty value, as well as the upside hopes of Brian Edwards and uh, I think Ruggs too, but more so for Edwards, who looked like he was going to have that opportunity, and now he's going to have competition. Next uh, two teams that we'll mention is the Texans. Man, Houston has been definitely one of the most worst-run organizations in the NFL. Uh, they didn't help their team or their dynasty managers with that in any way during free agency. They added 24 players. 24. That's like almost half their team, <laughs> half of the starting roster once the season starts. And 17 of them, they signed a one-year contracts. It just feels like they're applying a Band-Aid approach to what is a gaping wound on their team, and it's really hard to watch just as an NFL fan and a fantasy fan if you've got any of the players on their team. They added Tyrod Taylor to either back up Deshaun Watson or perhaps become their starter if Watson's traded or if he's suspended. Uh, Taylor is a more capable quarterback, that's for sure. He is very capable, but he's never caused the players around him to perform above their expectations. And the questions at quarterback in Houston alone, like those questions alone, are enough to decrease every Houston player's dynasty value, especially all the pass catchers. Houston then added Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay to the backfield to back up David Johnson, and both are really quality backs who, in recent seasons, very recent seasons, have been starters on on NFL teams and starters in dynasty teams. Uh, these transactions were incredibly saddening for Lindsay man managers, especially because he's got plenty of years ahead of him, 
and could have contributed more if he was like in a two-man backfield. Instead, now he's signed to this three-man backfield. I do believe that Johnson's going to be the first back. He's going to get the one that gets it for the first crack in Houston and be the best back for Dynasty teams, but his diminishing Dynasty value continues to creep down lower and lower since he's often injured. And now I think why Houston did this is because they're trying to bring in some capable backs that can spell him in the hopes of not getting him injured anymore. And then Houston also added some under-the-radar wide receivers too, yeah, Chris Conley and uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Roberts, uh, both uh, just bring a bit of competition for the targets with the very aging Randall Cobb and the pretty unproven, apart from a few good games last year, Kiki Kuti. I do think Brandon Cooks is going to continue to be the leading target on the team for sure. But Taylor's targets are not the same as Watson's targets, that's for sure. We all know that. Only Watson can make this team's uh, players viable in fantasy. Uh, but at this rate, he's likely not going to play for Houston next year. That's the sad news. And my seventh and final loser would be the Miami Dolphins. Uh, in just a small way, but I think it was worth mentioning, uh, Miami's addition of Will Fuller may have helped Tua uh, in his dynasty outlook. But it really uh, called to question the dynasty value of the Miami wide receivers, especially since Miami is likely to draft a round one or two wide receiver in a very loaded wide receiver class. Uh, Devontae Parker is sure to keep his starting role on the team, I believe, but Preston Williams will now be fighting for a position on the team, even though he could be better than Parker if he was just given that opportunity. I really believe that. Williams' injuries the last two seasons prevented him from showing how much potential he has, enough to allow Miami to focus their draft picks on other positions, but they can't do that now. You know, he has the talent to do it, but they have yet to see it for an entire season since he's been hurt each of his first two years. It appears that he's really close to losing his chance to do so. Fuller's deal is only for one year, and then Williams, Preston Williams, is on the last year of his contract, whereas Parker's signed through 2023, and if Miami drafts a wide receiver, that's going to be a longer contract there too. So it really could be Williams and Fuller's last year with the team, or one of them could prove enough to earn a new contract for the team. And then Miami also, from the running back standpoint, they added a very solid professional running back, Malcolm Brown, from my University of Texas. It's funny that our lads, who I always go to for depth charts, they've already got Brown second on the depth chart behind Miles Gaskin and ahead of Salvin Ahmed, uh, who both played exceptionally well last year, though, like Brown, they didn't have high draft capital, um, not at all. I think that Miami is also likely to add a running back in the NFL draft, causing the running backs on their roster currently <laughs> to plummet in their dynasty value. Uh, Brown signing didn't move the dynasty value of Gaskin or Ahmed, um, but I believe that Ahmed is a better back personally and has greater dynasty value than Brown. The thing with Miami, um, we're talking about free agents here, but really the thing that's going to happen most for them is the NFL draft is really going to shake up the dynasty value of their running backs and wide receivers because they're likely to take both. Um, I'd be curious to see if this uh, adding of Brown, if they want to just go with this kind of uh, running back by committee and undrafted free agents or really lowly drafted players uh, to be their running back core. I think that could be something they were trying to do with that, in which case, you know, wheels up for Gaskin and I believe Ackman behind him, uh, even ahead of Brown. But if they're really just kind of buying some space, adding a few guys because they plan to draft uh, wide receivers and running backs in the draft, at least one of each, uh, then that's going to be the big shakeup for Miami. Well, that's it this week. Those are my seven teams that I would call losers in free agency and the players that were affected on their teams. Thanks so much for listening. That's a wrap, wrap this week, my freaky friends. 
make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. I am much better on email, really bad at Twitter, so contact me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get free. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.